It's Meet Me for Coffee, your music and entertainment podcast. This week, we got Brian Fair from the awesome metalcore band Shadows Fall on the show. Let's get into it right now. He's the vocalist of Shadows Fall and Hell Knight from St. Louis. Is Brian Fair. How's it going, man? Going very well, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, you know what? It's uh, it's an honor to have you on. I discovered you guys a long, long time ago. Um, there was a show up here in Canada, or was it was like a late night TV show, ten o'clock on a Friday. You know, you're just waiting for like this softcore born to come on, so you're just kind of just <laughs> hanging out. You know, your parents are gone or whatever. Uh, I was called much loud. I, I, I discovered you guys. Um, uh, they played mu- music videos. Obviously, the, at that time, you guys were signed to Century Media. I believe the the video was uh, Thoughts Without Words. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that was our first kind of major video, actually. Uh, uh, and it's crazy. At the time, we never would have thought a video was part of the the plan, really. You know, when, especially coming. Most of us, even though we were more of a metal band, we came out of the hardcore scene where uh, the idea of a music video is such a foreign concept, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but that was a cool video shoot too. Uh, um, that We kept it real raw. We wanted it just like, let's capture the energy of like us in a room. And it was the first time we'd ever had to kind of like, you know, lip sync and play through it and you realize how hard you go when you don't actually have to concentrate on playing. And after like two takes, you're like, you know, it <laughs> just shot. So yeah. I, I remember seeing the the video for inspiration on the man is like, wow, they really went all out on this. Like he's laying down and he's got, and it was like, wow. Like, uh, you know, that, that record, by the way, uh, the war within was actually one of my favorite ones. I chased that, that record. Um, I live in a really small farm town. They had a record store, and uh, I chased that record. I tried getting them to bring it in. I had no license, so I had no way of getting the, the record. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> I finally saw it uh, on the shelf, and I ended up buying it. It was $24. You know, I remember. Damn. Um, music's a very weird thing because, uh, you know, when when you hear a band that makes a difference um, in your life or, you know, or you hear a song or something that makes, you, it touches you like in a, in a weird way, like right in your soul, it pierces your soul. And, and uh, you know, it just goes with you like Shadows Fall did for me. Um, you remember the exact time and what happened, how you discovered that band. And, the, and, and that's how it goes with a lot of metal. Um, you know, all that remains. I discovered all that remains because of you guys. Um you know, and uh, kill switch engage, and it's kind of weird to see how everybody's kind of interconnected. Um, the Massachusetts scene is super like kissing cousin style, like with all the bands that have either shared members or at least came out of the same area or town, sometimes same high school. And it's crazy to think uh, that out of that area spawned so many bands that went on to have kind of the success they did, and or or more just the influence they did. Uh, but especially from that era, uh, it was such an explosion at the time and it was going in so many different directions. You had, you know, bands like us and Killswitch and all that remains mixing, you know, more melodic side of metal with some of the heavier stuff. But then you also had bands like Converge who were taking their style to the extreme and then Hatebreed in Connecticut, you know, like all of us had been playing shows since we were like 14 years old uh, in like VFW halls and skate parks and shit. And next thing you know, we're on Ozfest and like meeting up at the Grammys and shit, like just like 
who let the you know <laughs> who let these dudes sneak in the back door uh and it, it's crazy to that how many bands came from the same area you know on earth there's a there's it's just like endless it's crazy and you guys had a had a tour uh was it a, a reunion tour and or you reunion show back in december um, yeah yeah it was our first show in six years and uh it was crazy we, we'd originally planned it pre-covid we were going to do it the year before uh but right as we were going to announce it, it the world shut down we're like all right there's no way this is happening you know <laughs> so we had to kind of put it on ice for a year which was scary because that was the first time we've been able to balance everyone's schedules between you know anthrax's touring schedule for john and jason's touring schedule for overkill we had finally found time that worked and uh luckily a year later we were able to kind of keep that same same time frame and uh uh the show was amazing the bill wise we wanted it to be like bands that we kind of came up with or were from the area now so we brought in you know unearth and darkest hour two bands we'd been playing shows with and touring with since I mean, the late 90s. And honestly, for me, Darkest Hour and, and Unearthed Overcast, my old band before Shadows Fall, played with them a bunch even before. So it goes back as far as it could go. And then with uh, Within the Ruins and Carnivora were kind of two more like uh, more younger bands coming up uh, from the area. So it was like a perfect mix and had to do with the Palladium. That's like our home away from home. And it was it was incredible, man. It, the show couldn't have got better. It was probably the most well rehearsed we've ever been. We weren't known for like a band that, <laughs> that practiced a ton before tours. We toured so much that we felt like we were just tight from just the fact that we played ten months out of the year. But man, we realized like, all right, we should have practiced more. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're good when we know these songs, you know. Hey, you know what? It's uh, it's cool to look back uh, know how far you guys have come. Um, my friend told me that I was like telling them about shadows fall. And then we we're talking about like listening to some records, you know, the art of balance. And, uh, you know, there's a few other ones and he's like, man, they broke up. I had no clue. You guys bro- broke up. Like I, I, I listened to the music and I was like, they broke up and you know, Brian cut his dreads. And I was like, what? So, <laughs> and then I saw you on, on a uh, social media and I was like, I don't think he caught it, cut his dreads, man. No, the, the only, the only ones have been cut. One got, a few got stuck in a weed whacker through the like air intake. And then a few have gotten like, you know, under like chairs or caught in a car door, but no, nah, they're still there. <laughs> oh, wow. So you've had those since the age of what? 16. Yeah, probably 17 ish. It was like 93. I, you know, I got my senior picture taken, you know, with a nice little tight, uh, high and tight crew cut. And then that was it. So, wow. And what, what type of like hair care? How do you take care of them? Like, is it, I, I don't have to do anything now besides I just, I'll like wash my hair, hair and just let it do its thing. Like, it's, it's going to do what it wants. And at this point, I'll occasionally like rip some apart, but you know, to get stuck together. But okay. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty minimal. You might must have like such a, a jacked, like, Back, like your neck must be so jacked or messed up or yeah, uh, bo- bo- all of the above pretty much like i'm sure if i shaved my head it would probably like the muscles would be coming out from the sides you know yeah. <laughs> but uh it, when i roll it out it sounds like you're stepping on like a bag of potato chips you know there's it's snap crackle and pop for sure oh wow so, and- which i will say six years of not really headbanging full-time on tour it, it feels better than it had in decades because man on the road there were definitely I would try and stretch and, you know, be as good as you can. And I'd even be like, all right, tonight, you're not going to like, don't go too crazy with the windmills, take it easy. And as soon as the thrash part starts, you're like, well, I mean, there's nothing else you can do but headbag. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) One of my my favorite uh, songs is uh, What Drives the Week. And uh, just like, I like the song, but at the end where like it all comes together with us, like with the China and uh, just, that's just not, um, you think it's going to end and then just like, 
keeps on going and it's like this is fucking this just this really got me into it right like it's like you know yeah that's the groove riff right there man yeah um you guys must have like riffs for days you guys could probably Dude, put more record records if you wanted to johnny rock and roll is a riff machine actually and so is matt they both have a ton and uh honestly after we rehearsed and we we're getting ready for the show and now we have a few festivals coming up uh we started kicking around some ideas uh it's in a very informal stage right now uh but i would love to work on new music with the guys and i know they got riffs like, so they the thing is they'd have to be shadows fall riffs like they've got some other projects and they're you know in other bands but uh if it if we all like kind of come together on the ideas i would love to pursue them uh and these days it's easier just put out like two songs on a, a quick ep whether it's digital only or even on vinyl or whatever whereas before you know without a traditional record deal is a lot harder now man we can just do it all our own and record them and put them out as, as we feel like it so i think that's definitely on the like tentative plans at this point now your vocals for for your projects are you know they're not like uh it's like you're, you're distinctly your own vocal sound, right? Like you, you, you sound like nobody else. I believe out there. And yeah, my voice only it does what it does. It definitely doesn't sound like anyone else, though. Yeah, <laughs> for like, better or worse. So. How, did, how did you get into get into like uh, being the front vocalist for a, like a hardcore band? Totally by chance, like the classic, like just, you know, sequence of events uh, where I was skateboarding a, a lot. And uh, um, Mike D, who went on to, you know, start Kill Switch Engage, he came over to my friend's ramp uh, and we were just skating together and talking about music. And at that time, I was into a lot of the like early thrash, but a lot of traditional metal too, like a lot of Maiden. And, you know, but then I was getting into like, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, some of the more, you know, deeper bands like, you know, Sacred Reich and DRI. And through skateboarding, I'd found like, you know, then I started finding hardcore like Youth of Today and Judge and Gorilla Biscuits and stuff like that. So we were talking about music and he's like, yo, I'm going to see this band Leeway at the channel in Boston. And I had never been to like kind of an all ages matinee hardcore show yet. I'd been to like some local punk rock stuff or something like that. So we, we go into Boston. I, I've just met him, you know, didn't have my, I would think I was 14 or so. And we saw Leeway, Breakdown, Only Live a Witness, and I think Said and Done. And it was the peak of like Boston hardcore 1990. Like the channel was this club that was just known for like insane pits. There's like metal bars you can swing off of into the crowd. Like it was crazy. And I had, I had no idea what I was getting into, you know? And I loved it. And I, I had heard leeway, but I had seen him live changed everything. And I realized like, there's this whole other underground music that has a pulse. That's just so different than the arena shows I'd been to. And, you know, cause even like then Metallica was still doing arenas and things like that. So to see that energy in a small room and bodies flying everywhere and all that. And, and the fact that the band's, looked, you know, only a few years older than you and things like that. It was, it was eye opening. And me and Mike started jamming probably a week after that. And that became overcast. Uh, oh, so, and the only reason I sang, I had been playing bass in a band that was kind of like, I don't know, like if Skid Row and the Sex Pistols, like, you know, kind of combo where I thought we were punk rock. We were probably just playing like glam metal, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, and so I was playing bass and Mike was a bass player and he's like, well, I got all these hardcore band riffs. So I was like, all right. I was like, well, I guess I'll sing, you know? It was like, it was as simple as that. And uh, 
I grabbed the drummer for the band I was in and, and then we found Pete, uh, who was like the only sort of thrash metal guitar player in town. And then that it started from there. So it was super just random. I had never, you know, thought about really singing in a band until it just happened. And then from there, that literally once Overcast started from when I was 14 or 15, I played shows nonstop until over until Shadows Fall took its break in 20, 2014 or 15. So it was the beginning of just like a 30 year run. Of just playing shows. It's absolutely incredible. Have you ever had a time where it's just been like, I don't think I can do this right now. Like my voice. Uh, You know, there were times on the road where you'd get pretty torched, but I, I, I found a way where I knew how to sing my style without doing real damage. It took, you know, it took a little while. Overcast shows were different where there were a lot of, you know, DIY hardcore shows where you're screaming into the wind where it's usually a microphone into like some shitty little bass amp or something, you know, like, so I would blow my throat out all the time at those shows, but we would only play, every, you know, weekends and, and then a few short tours. By the time Shadows Fall was doing, you know, eight week tours where you're playing six nights on one night off, 12 nights on one night off, you have to learn how to really maintain it, whether it was, you know, warming up or just technique wise, how to use the PA to your advantage, realize like the volume is coming from the speakers. So find your tone, push, you know, like I I can't like hold back. Like I have to like yell, yell, but find a way where you're not just shredding yourself. So, but what sucks is when there's a night when you, you can't do anything about it. Like I've had, you know, nights where I had strep throat and like you basically have laryngitis and there's no sub list to like check for like who's going to fill in, you know, <laughs> like it just fucks. So you just go up there and, you know, do as best you can. Uh, uh, the damage plan tour was the worst I'd ever gotten sick where I, I had strep throat and I couldn't speak for a couple days where we had a show where I sang the first song and a half as good as I could explain the situation. The band played fire and Babylon instrumental. Cause we're like, well, that's an eight minute Epic with like three guitar solos. We're like, you know, and then we had Peter from the haunted and Pat from damage plan sing a song. And then I tried to do one more, you know? So we were like, fuck it. We're here. It's a party. Like the band can still play. So we didn't even cancel shows when I had laryngitis, you know, <laughs> we just, I then I got a steroid shot and was good. <laughs> and uh, finished that, the tour. That's another band. I, I totally, uh, I thought of today. I know, uh, <laughs> The Haunted and uh, the Haunted man, I think that era of the Haunted was sick too, man. Like the first shit was amazing when they first came out, and then this was on the Revolver record where they kind of yeah. had a comeback. And uh, man, I love that band, and especially with I loved both singers, but Peter for me was was the shit. Like his voice was so distinct and unique, and he pushed himself to try new things. Like so, yeah, yeah. that that was a crazy tour, man. Well, that, your that label was, at the time, your label at the time, Century Media, like they they were giving out like demo disc with Guitar World. Uh, you know, issues. And that's how I discovered The Haunted. And I I believe, uh, God forbid as well, was on there. Diecast. Yeah, totally, man. You guys as well. Those samplers were killer. Like that that was such a time of that too, the CD sampler, you know? (laughs) So now it's just a Spotify playlist. But back then, you know, the CD sampler, it would would, would come with the magazines like stuck on the front, you know? That's how so many people found out about bands back then. And they also like, you know, advertise your record and your band in Guitar World. We were the Guitar World like band for a minute. Same with drum drum magazines. Like uh, 
Bittner was in every drum magazine for a little while and, and John and Matt were all over guitar magazines. And I think a lot of it was before that, the only heavy stuff they had to push guitar wise was like new metal, which was, you know, you can, it, it wasn't my thing, but it was very simple guitar wise, you know, and it was a lot more like about being down tuned and effects and things like that. Whereas we were kind of bringing back some of the shred side of things. So I'm sure those guitar magazines were psyched to do some tabs that had like a billion notes, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And, and, you know, I discovered so many bands from guitar world. The one issue that I, I still have, uh, some are buried somewhere in like my cabinets has the war within like advertised in it. And it also has a uh, Chevelle, uh, Mashuga. I believe when I, I discovered Mashuga from bad individual, like issue, um, I went and actually downloaded their freaking record uh, yeah. illegally. And uh, <laughs> um, now I know what the, the repercussions could be, but um, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's a great way. Like people discovering music. Um, how do you discover your music, Brian? Uh, these days, honestly, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of vinyl shopping. Like, so I've been, in, I've been going through the racks, like old school style. So, and it's, 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 have discovered new music that way. That's, you know, actual new and I discovered old stuff like that. I never would have thought I'd stumble across as well. So it's been a lot of record playing around here. It also gets me my steps during the day. got to get up and flip it over, you know? So, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I've been rediscovering a lot of older, hardcore and punk through like picking up records again too. Cause and a lot of things are getting reissued on like cool, like colored vinyl and things like that. So it's been, uh, it's, I've been kind of in a, music listening renaissance where for a while, honestly, I was like either kind of listening to podcasts or listening to a lot of just like Grateful Dead shows in the background and just like more and more ambient stuff. So uh, getting the record collection out and set up in a nice little system has actually made me kind of dig back in. And I've been enjoying the like LP experience again of like a whole side of music uh, and the way the, like the artist wanted the track listing set. Whereas, cause you know, for so long I was just listening to shuffle or just mixes or just, you know, Spotify, whatever. So it's, it's good to get back to like the art of the album again. Yeah. So. Well, well, like, you know, recently I kind of like thought about like what my, my show's niche would be or what it is. And it, it seems that it's, you know, uh, music and entertainment, but I, I always kind of go hand in hand with coffee and listening to music. Um, and See, also- I, hey man, I was doing coffee and vinyl for a while where I, every morning, well, I, not every day, but a lot of times on Instagram, I would like post like coffee and vinyl where I'd have my co- cup of coffee for the day and a record, give a quick little like blurb about wh- what I thought of it, you know, and how it, I discovered it or just some connection that I had with it. And then a little snippet. Um, but honestly, I, then I started going back to the office again, so I don't have the time in the morning to get to, to, to listen to a record, much less post about it. So, but yeah, so coffee and vinyl for me, it goes hand in hand. So <laughs> perfect max. How do you take your coffee? Uh, you know, I, I like a little bit of cream and a little sugar, although lately I've been going non-dairy, uh, for, for what I've been adding in usually an oat milk type of thing. Uh, and I've been going a lot darker of a roast these days than I used to. Uh, I used to be a big Sumatran guy, but I've been going a little more of like a French dark roast these days. Cool. Um, yep. does it not feel weird after touring on the road for so long, 10 months out of the year to go work a job nine to five? Yeah, well, it's definitely, it was a pretty big transition. I was lucky that when we first got off the road, I, I had really saved most of the money I'd made. Cause I, when we were traveling, I would like 
lived pretty Spartan when I got home, you know, <laughs> and because uh, we were just traveling so much and on the road, I would just, you know, let the road provide, whether it was, you know, rider food or, or whatever we would stumble across backstage. Uh, so luckily I didn't have to like panic when we stopped touring. And uh, but then honestly, once I got settled down, bought a house, had two kids, I was like, all right, man, yeah. <laughs> they're going to drain that savings fast. So uh, luckily, uh, a friend who, through skateboarding again, skateboarding here in St. Louis when I first moved here from Boston, um, mm. worked at a, a Alvarez Guitars. And it's, it's a company called St. Louis Music that owns a few different instrument uh, companies like Dixon Drums, Alvarez Guitars, a few others. And uh, and opening opened up like after, you know, randomly and he just mentioned it. i was like so i kind of got to hop right in on that and honestly though the last two years i've been working from home and it was like the perfect balance where i'm like oh cool i got steady good work but like i can still like run the laundry while i'm here or like you know like eat my own snacks but uh, we just went back to the office about a week and a half ago and it's like all kind of hitting me that like yeah it's nine to five again for real <laughs> yeah man well it's uh kind of cool to hear that you guys are doing this stuff once again with shadows fall um with a, a a job like you have right now there's probably some freedom they know what you're all you're all up to without a doubt they they definitely are musician friendly uh within reason you know obviously uh and honestly now too though if shadows fall it's it's such a different world now where you can really figure out a way to do festivals and like some long weekends or some fly in out stuff where we don't have to necessarily be a full-time band touring wise but i think we could find a way to like have it as you know not uh, you know, hitting everywhere we'd like to, but covering a lot of ground in strategic sort of short bursts. Uh, so hopefully I can balance that between, you know, and I, I'd love to get back more into the entrepreneurial side of things down the road anyway, but you know, so we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, one day seeing you guys up here in Canada, if I can, if not, I can cross the border and check you guys out in Buffalo. Um, What's going on with this Hell Knight band? This is pretty Yeah, cool. I mean, Hell Knight's been a blast. Uh, another, like stumble into its situation. Like when I first got to St. Louis, the last thing I was thinking about was playing in another band or starting something new. Uh, and, uh, my wife had a friend, uh, Mike Kraft, who was singing for this band. And she's like, I think it's pretty, you know, I think it's pretty raw. Like, I think it's pretty serious. Like, uh, I, and we went and checked them out and I was blown away. And they were like this crazy downtune mix of like, black flag or like, but or like Melvin's on meth or I, I didn't even know what it was. I was in, and Mike was a great front man and he was just screaming his head off. And I was like, this is crazy. And, uh, I, but like they were, you know, they were pretty solid. So I didn't think anything more of it. And then Mike decided, he's like, yeah, I just don't have the time to commit to a band. So I think I'm going to be done. And they, they were just like, yeah, you want to jam? I was like, man, this has been the only band in the area I would have wanted to join. And then like, but didn't think there'd be an opportunity. So then when it was just that easy and presented itself, I was like, oh man. And we, we, our first practice, we wrote probably three new songs and we're just like, yeah, this is going to work. Sweet. And uh, it's such a different approach and vibe than Shadows Fall, which was very well-oiled machine music industry, you know, like full-time band. So, and it didn't really affect your songwriting, your creative side, but it affects every decision making. And it's, it's all, you know, it's your life. It's everything. This was like, man, we're making noise to make noise. And like, and we also would write a song, have a batch of like three songs that we'd maybe played live once and jammed a few times and we'd record them right away. Like before the initial inspiration and vibe was gone, we would just record them raw, quick, fast, and just boom. Where, you know, like such a different 
experience in the studio than like Shadows Fall records, which were, you know, so prepared and, 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 uh, planned out and de- multiple demos and all that. Like our, our seven inches or full lengths are basically the, the first recording of those songs. Like, so it is the demo like vibe, you know? So you, no one can ever say like, Oh, I like the demo better. Or like this is, you know? <laughs> demo. Yeah, right. exactly. So, uh, so it's been fun, man. And man, we were just super productive. The, the pandemic took a, a lot of wind out of our sails, uh, and we're actually all getting together in a couple weeks to just kind of sit down and just like figure out what we're going to start jamming again and shit like that. So we always keep it super casual. If it's ever stressful, we're just like, ah, then we'll take some time off. It's, it's all about like enjoying writing songs and playing the r- few random shows. So awesome, man. Well, how long, yeah. how long have you been doing the, the hell night thing? Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. Now it's been years. Like it's been probably like five six years maybe even uh there but there was like a year and a half plus break sort of we were literally about to open a new venue here our friends had started this place called red flag which thankfully survived the pandemic because we were playing i think it was like april of the of the that year and it so things shut down right before it and uh luckily they were able to either just figure out ways of to weather the storm and now things are going great for him. But so, I mean, yeah, we were like kind of full steam ahead. We had just dropped the full length. We were playing a bunch of shows and then it was done. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, hopefully we can ramp up again. We're it's, it's very easy. Like we're like kind of like that old lawnmower that just takes the one pull start and it always seems to get going. So we'll be, we'll be up and running fast. Awesome, man. Well, it's good to get an update from you and what's going on with shadows fall, uh, hell night and all your other things happening in your life. I know a lot of things have changed for your band and uh, your life uh, in general, but uh, I'm really happy to have had this chance to talk to you, man. Thank you so much. Hey, man, it's my pleasure, brother. I hope we'll have some coffee sometime if we can make it up north or if you can make it down to a show once we do some stuff, man. Awesome. Thank you so much.